Ultra. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one commencement-defining minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I'm Zach Luna. I'm George Hendricks from the Mogwai Minute. And I am Neil Brown, also from the Mogwai Minute. <laughs> what a Welcome back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, That's of course. On the show. Of course. Happy to. Uh, today, we are talking about Minute 52, which starts with... Uh, Harry having some good news, sharing it with Peter, and ends with Aunt May and Peter arriving home post graduation. Yeah, so this is uh, rich, rich friends, eh? Yeah, <laughs> rich friends. Um, <laughs> it's actually it's it's slightly um, it's a little obtuse, I think, in this uh, in 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 the movie itself because he just says like. Oh my! My dad got that place in New York. Okay, well, first of all, do <laughs> hmm. do new do people who live in Queens refer to New York City as New York? Doesn't that ever get confusing? I highly doubt like, that. Yeah, they say New the city. York. They say the yeah. city. Right, the yeah, city. Right. Like, well, oh, my dad got the Manhattan. got that place yeah. in the city. You don't say yeah. in New York. You live in New York. What do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? Whatever he says, completely <laughs> blasts past me because the weird, awkward, like rictus grin he's got on his face as he says it yeah. distracts me above all other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, good, bro, good news, Peter. My dad has that place in New York. Because, like, move your mouth, James Franco. <laughs> I I I take it as uh, as Harry being awkward because he doesn't know how to act because uh, yeah. he knows his dad is watching him. Um, yeah. uh, that's that's how I take it. Uh, I thought you were going to say he doesn't know how to act because he's James Franco, but <laughs> oh, act around people. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> no, but that the whole thing with the with the with the place in the city uh, yeah. is way less obtuse, like. In, in the in the actual shooting draft. I don't know why they shortened it to the place in New York. Because originally yeah. it the line is good news, my father owns a building downtown with an empty loft and he said we could have it. Why not move in with me when you get to the city? Oh, that, that sounds nice that's, and socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like way, way like it's just hmm. The, the way that he just words it here is just such a weird, like, why would you change that? I mean, I guess it's, like, yeah. less wordy. Um, well, maybe, maybe it's less about the words and more about, like, the, the extra emotional beat of asking Peter at that moment. Whereas now it's it's a thing they've already previously agreed upon and they were hoping was going to happen. Mm. Like, great news, it's happening. Oh, all right. And then we can transition into what's, quote unquote, more important here with the interaction with Norman. Like, just right. yeah. just time time-wise in the... 
just like time wise and the emotional arc, I guess it seems more efficient, but it's so awkward as like human behavior that it that it really sticks out weirdly in this. I don't know. And plus, uh, they go to a great lengths to to mirror both Harry and and Norman. So they have the the almost the same approach, the similar mm-hmm. hairstyle. I mean, they make them look very very similar in this scene, just so they can have, you know, yeah. like that sort of like you know generational thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we're we gonna met- we're young and starting out. He's like, I'm old and established, and, and there's a, there's a <laughs> right. weird dynamic there. Yeah, or like the uh, the the sort of power tie that Norman has going on, and the, the sort of lighter striped thing that Harry's got going on. Yeah, thing like it. It feels. I mean, I, I I feel like they dyed their hair to look even more like each other. But this is like one of the more mm. convincing like father son pairings i think in one of these big boss blockbuster movies like i believe yeah. them uh as a as a as a, as a yeah, related I, pair yeah yes yeah norman's awkward right and mm-hmm. and harry's awkward and you know that's where he gets it from and actually i think franco does a decent job uh in my view i mean i i don't know george whether you really are putting it down to kind of franco not being a, a good actor in, in your view but i'm gonna say he's come a view, long maybe way in the last however many years he's gotten a lot better but he definitely didn't start out as a top-notch actor well i mean maybe i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt but i i'm putting it down as him playing harry the way that he's playing him Mm -hmm. he's playing him as an awkward kind of character he's not kind of a uh you know confident kind of chap he's 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 been kind of oppressed a bit by his dad he's kind of not lived up to expectation maybe and He's a little awkward. He yeah. he strikes me as like what Hayden Christensen was trying to do with Anakin mm, and and mm, yeah. and sort of failing uh, to do so because <laughs> he didn't have a, a dearth of material to work from. Uh, just for starters, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But but uh, yeah, it, it does feel like that's what's going on with Harry. As a, in fact, you could really compare harry and anakin's arcs and and there's mm. there's oh, actually there's actually it's kind of a one-to-one comparison i mean <laughs> pretty much he's yeah. not he's not found as a as a as a child uh racing star but um it's <laughs> way to the reboot <laughs> yeah right, right exactly but but yeah we'll i mean it is it is about you know this this uh, young man who feels pressured to be a certain way and feels yeah. like he's failing and then feels like he needs to live up to a legacy and then ends up living up to the wrong legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yep. and, definitely uh, there's definitely an Anakin parallel there for sure. And, and also in terms of performance, sometimes it can come down to even if the actor's a little green or hasn't dealt with something of a certain scale before, if you match the the character and the situation and the and the director properly, that you can often bring out of somebody a very uh, a, a appropriate uh, performance for the piece, uh, even if they they might not be the most seasoned performer uh, around yet. And I think of of most early James Franco stuff. This still is, I think, one of my favorite performances of his, especially if you just watch in this sequence when uh, Norman moves over to talk to uh, to Peter. There's a, a bit there before Harry decides it's appropriate for him to leave where he just sits and listens. And I yeah. I think mm-hmm. if you just watch Franco listening in that in that sequence, it, it really does... You, you you can you feel for him like the empathy is is there and 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 functions fairly well 
even if like it might seem a little silly knowing Franco as we know him now and and looking at this uh, from the past, I I think it works quite quite well overall. Mm. Um, I it just well he, he sees a step <laughs> yeah. change in 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 Norman's behavior when he moves on to talk to Peter. Yeah. I mean, you know, just to, just a, a, se- a second or two earlier, you know, we've got. I mean, Norman obviously needs to speak to someone about how to talk to his own child. Yeah, of <laughs> um, <laughs> and, right? But it's not. But he he does know how to talk to someone because then he's quite warm towards Peter, and yeah. and obviously that's kind of setting up you know future kind of resentment between Harry and Peter. But sure. um, you know, I think it's for, from Harry's perspective when Norman comes over and congratulates him yeah. in the way that he does, it's. He's so cold towards Harry, but Harry probably thinks that that's his dad finally being kind of like normal and warm. It's like, wow, my dad is finally can, giving me some credit and congratulating me. And he, yeah. I don't think he sees the coldness. I think he's actually generally like, thank you, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, the it, thing it, is, Norman probably thinks he's doing the exact same thing, too. Right. Mm. This is like, look like at me opening up to my son. Macho <laughs> yeah. version of... His version of being like, oh, hey, I'm proud of you, sport, is to have this, like, really, like, casually cutting remark, like, oh, you showed up. I've, I've been proven wrong before, I guess. You saw, like, a joke <laughs> along those lines, like, showed up to my graduation? Like, finished high school? That's, like, you're sur- he's talking to him like he's uh, joshing another, like, executive at his company or something like that. Like, well, room, I, like, I, I, yeah, I, I. But I but, but to, I don't know I don't know guys. To be fair yeah. to Norman, he's been Harry's been kicked out of like seven schools. Okay, like, yeah. There was no guarantee. You're such a Norman this idiot apologist. Going to graduate. Scott. There is no well, guarantee this idiot was going to graduate. There's no true, guarantee. True. true. But um, maybe you don't get to get kicked out. You do not yeah. get to get kicked out of seven schools and and think that your your dad is going to be like. I'm so happy. Like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm on the surprise. The surprise is vaguely warranted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just might not phrase it that way. I guess if, if I was in that situation, like, I mean, he still uh, smiles when he says congratulations. Yeah. Like, but, but a Willem Dafoe smile is not the same kind of smile. Anyone else gives. <laughs> Maybe not. It is a completely different animal. <laughs> yeah. Vaguely threatening. Um, to, to bring it sort of back to center, though, I do really like how this is a genuine sort of uh, kind gesture he gives to Peter, especially because yeah. he knows what a difficult time he and his uh, his his aunt are going through, where he just says, you know, I'll, I'll give you a sort of like fatherly moment here. And if you do need anything, I'm only a phone call away. Like he takes the moment to like talk to him and reassure him. And that's probably the nicest thing you ever see Norman do in this movie. And I don't think he's doing it manipulatively at this moment. I think he's just trying to yeah. help, which I, I agree. Which I like, uh, I don't know. Oh, I okay. kind of think maybe he is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have, uh, I have a theory. Um, so this okay. is something that I've been thinking about for a while, but I wanted to wait until a good moment to mention it. Um, mm. I think Norman wants to give, he wants Oscorp to be run by Peter. Ooh. I can see that. Not mm. Harry. Okay. Um, okay. And he, and I yeah. think that his, his idea is basically that 
Peter will be the brains and maybe Harry will be like the the name and the yeah. uh you know the Steve Jobs I don't is that the right met- metaphor I don't know if that's the right Whichever comparison one but but like that. the spokesman like the sure. the guy who like uh the the face man or whatever front man mm. whatever yeah. um would be Harry and then Peter would be the, I I think it's it, I think it, it does come down to a certain level of arrogance on Norman's side because I don't think Norman believes anyone is as good as he is, and so <laughs> in order to replace him, he needs both of them because ah, yeah. because yeah, one one is is you know an Osborne and is yeah. handsome and whatever. And then Peter is really smart and everything that Harry isn't, but, yeah. but the other half of Norman. And so mm. I think he's really trying to like set these two up to be, uh, to run Oscorp together eventually down the line. Interesting. Well, see um, Norman is one of those, he's sort of like a traditionalist, but he's also an, an intellectual and he va- and he's like also egotistical. So he, when he sees his intellect mirrored in others, he's like, you know what? I like that guy because he reminds me of me because he's really, really smart. Right. Whereas sure. he also doesn't want to try to pass on the, you know, the company without passing on the name as well. And since Harry right. has the name, you know, like you yeah. said, Harry's the face, Peter's the brains. And because he would never think of giving it to, to Harry by himself because Harry has not proven himself to be his intellectual equal by a long shot. Whereas right. Peter definitely has the chops. Right. That's fair. And and so then this, this scene would track mo- less like a, a moment of genuine altruism and more like uh, grooming. Greasing Peter. the wheels. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Grease the, the wheels a little bit. Like, you right. know, he'll, he'll think he owes me a little bit or he'll, he'll see me. And it was it like Ben Franklin or something that said like you know do do favors for people and when you get them to do favors for you that's when they like trick themselves into liking you or something along those lines that he's uh, I can I I see the manipulative angle I just I like that it's delivered in such a warm way I guess but um, that's uh, I yeah. I I totally get behind that theory Scott but I can, and actually I don't think that is really an, a manipulative thing mm. I mean it's smart business it's 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 a very stand up kind of thing to do it's it, yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense I mean there's a lot of there are big issues in China right now around these patriarchal companies you know where mm. where someone sets it up and and grows it and and, and they're the kind of key person and then they you know it turns into a big business they want to pass it down to the son keep it in the family but the son's a, a total idiot and just can't do it. So, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about, but this is a, a, a real-life kind of prevalent problem right now. Yeah. Um, and actually, and, you, and it goes a step further into the third generation where the, the, the third generation is totally disinterested in, in you know, the, the second generation might go and work for the company sure. and might end up leading it and, and maybe not do as well as the, the patriarch. Mm-hmm. The third generation, you know, these millennials, they're, they're just not interested. And they want right. to go and do something totally different. And then, Fair. so what do you do? How do you keep all that wealth from the family? So, Damn yeah, this is a, a really smart, that would be yeah. a really smart move on oh, Norman's part. Tricky, tricky. Youths. Doing, doing business. <laughs> doing business on the back lot. And, and that was business <laughs> chat on the Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 for more, follow us on uh Patreon. Uh, so I, uh, I have a, a little, a little like, um, a little side story, uh, about this location that they're actually graduating in the, yeah. the filming location for this. Yeah. Okay. So before yeah. you get to that, I, sure. I had to point something out and maybe you're about to explain what the deal with this is. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Why does it look like they're on a green screen? Are they on a green screen? 
They are not on a green screen. But I they think are. it's just their hair is so immaculately sculpted that it just <laughs> looks like it's been cut out and put on a background. Because it looks like they're getting graduated in a botanical garden. Yeah. Here's here's the deal. They they decided to film uh, at a location that's on the Sony Pictures lot, the uh, near the sound stages where they've been shooting other things for the film. Oh, you know, like like the, the Buffy Cemetery. Yeah, like the Buffy Cemetery, where it's just part of the grounds there. And so this little park area... Part of the grounds. Use... It's a parking lot, yeah. Zach. It's, it's, a... It's, it's a parking lot. It's a, a little... parking lot. <laughs> it's a parking lot and a little grass area. And so, like, the um, the lawn bit there is what, at the Sony lot, they often use to represent Central Park. You just shoot it in weird ways and are like, hey, we're in New York right now. So, like, on 13 going on 30, that's whenever they're in Central Park, we're in this little patch of grass at... Uh, at Sony Pictures and King of Queens and shows like that. This is our little our little park area. But the reason they have so much junk back there is because they're in front of a very, very recognizable building on the Sony Pictures lot. So they're right in front of the Thalberg building, which uh, was named after the MGM producer Irving Thalberg. This was the executive building for MGM Pictures when they had their own studio lot, which Sony eventually bought out. So the only surviving portion of the MGM lot that's still here in Culver City in Los Angeles is taken over by Sony. And this is the last, you know, 1930s uh, big uh, private uh, modern style architecture building from the old MGM studio there. And it's got a big old sign that says Irving Thalberg building on it. And it just looks very recognizable if you've ever seen, uh, you know, the, the loved one or Dr. Kildare or, or things like that that were shot there. So they just put a ton of streamers all over the front to just hide <laughs> the shape <laughs> of the building and then covered the sign with a banner that says like, yo, go, go Wildcats, go. Um, so but, that bit behind yeah. Peter's head at a second ago when Norm was talking to him, is that part of the Irvin J. Thalberg building or is that? Yes. Yeah. So okay. the, they're, they're really just, I mean, this, there's a parking lot next to it and the grass in front and just the big building where the sign is, where they took the entire, uh, you know, uh, chess club photo is the administrative building from MGM. Uh, but it now lives on the Sony pictures lot. And I didn't, I would not have known of this at all were it not for the fact that I was, working one day on the Sony lot and decided to just like walk around and look at stuff. And as I was standing here where they are standing, a tour guide with a group of tourists came by and then gave them this whole spiel about like, this is the, <laughs> this is the Thalberg building. Uh, most uh, famously seen in Spider-Man, the uh, Sam Raimi picture. This is where they had a graduation <laughs> ceremony. I was just sitting there like eating a sandwich. Like what? What? No, really? And then I went, you know, and, and looked it up afterwards. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the few times because I, I I don't live in New York City and I, I haven't spent extended time there that I have been in one of the spots where they made this movie and it was such a, a random silly thing. But yeah, just it's easier to shoot on the studio itself. And if you have a building that's too recognizable, just throw some stuff on it. That's just it's just as like there you go. How you how you make things happen. Right. Um. So land. so if you but if you take if you look at this. I'm looking at second 26. Okay. I'm sorry, but it looks like they're on a green screen. It looks like, 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 look at, look at, look at the edges of edges of Harry's head. Yeah. And the, and the edges of Willem Dafoe's head and the edges of Tobey Maguire. Like it just looks like a green screen. Like Like they look in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. You know what it might be is they could have they could have done the shoot 
and uh, maybe done a version of of the scene similar to the shooting graft, and then in reshoots gone and like picked up that one angle. Or yeah, something. yeah. They, put a, they put a return yeah. on that so he and could then, react because they didn't have any reaction. They wanted that dra- drama that we were talking about earlier, so they yeah. threw that in there. Because all the wider uh, you know shots what? later look appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but his hair—it looks like a cutout on his hair, but the light is a little bit different on him. Right. Exactly. Oh, it is fun to I, play. I put movie it down to bad, bad yeah. lighting. I think I put it yeah. down to bad lighting. I don't know. I mean, they did a good job of getting close, but it's just like like there's a little bit too heavy light on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. versus it's a lot lighter on theirs like so they're actually out in daylight they reshot his probably in the studio somewhere and try to recreate it and then yeah, just cut him in sense. there obviously because they had to green screen it yeah huh. that's amazing <laughs> we had we had a moment like that recently with the uh you know the dr pepper scene where where spider-man is like practicing web shooting in his room mm-hmm. uh, like trying oh, yeah. to aim it if um I don't know what minute that is, but you can go back and listen to that. And while we're discussing it, you can see the scene so clearly where the reshoots took place to adjust uh, away from the old uh, mechanical web shooters to the new organic ones. And uh-huh. right, it doesn't. The lighting doesn't look anything the same way in it. But you just kind of just like cuts back it. and forth between night and day, mm. like between three <laughs> different shots. It's crazy. Um, uh, yeah. So the other the other bit, uh, big big shocking uh, drama development. Oh yeah, MJ uh, dumps Flash Thompson and oh, yeah. gives him ah. his ring back with force. Ooh. Ooh, do we think that's an engagement ring? No, it's a class I ring. I don't know. A, oh, class ring. Yeah, it's a class ring. What is a class ring? Because that's your high school ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when a boy and a girl are going steady in movies, Neil, um, the boy will give the girl (laughs) his class ring and she'll usually wear it around her neck because it's always, unless he's a very petite boy, too big for it to go on her finger. So she'll put it like in her chain. Mm. And it's sort of like a sign of like, it's like an old school sign of like, you know, the letter jacket or, you know, they're together. And so this is her official breaking up when she gives it back But what's a class ring? Seniors uh, get a ring that has like the, like a... Je- a jewel uses the color of the school colors and it's got stuff all over it. It's a, it's a big, from- it's a yeah. big gaudy monstrosity that's ugly. And I don't know why anyone ever buys one because they're terrible. <laughs> right. Do they're they really still horrible. do them? I, they I remember do. getting yeah, one when do. I was in they high do. school, but just because they do. my parents said, Hey, you should get this. And I'm like, uh, I don't wear jewelry, but okay. Type thing. Yeah. No, yeah, I, my I mom tried to talk me into kids. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom tried tried to talk me into getting one too, and I was like, I don't want one. She's like, You're gonna regret not having one. I was like, I don't think I will. And you know what, guys? <laughs> I don't. I don't regret <laughs> it at all. You were right, Scott. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Take yeah. that, guess, mom. Uh, <laughs> like, I guess it's to get you. Growing up, my parents for, were really like, religious, yeah. and so uh-huh. they were against the peace sign because it was supposedly also like the crow's foot, which is an occultic sign or something like that. I don't know. Whoa. But okay. I remember they had an issue with it at one point. And so just to just like, all right, if I don't get a class ring, I got a peace sign on my class ring. Just to, <laughs> just to be a dick in high school. That's a little bit of anarchy there for your Heck yeah. class ring. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's to like get you ready for the idea of like Super Bowl rings. I don't like the only people I know who ever had them were like That's football That's what players. it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think more or less that's what it is. It's just for the jocks and cheerleaders and everyone who's like, "Oh no, this is the best time of my life." People that peaked in high school love it's, their class ring. It's yeah. for it's for jocks, 
cheerleaders and people who wish they were jocks were cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. No, because everyone who wasn't a jock or cheerleader who got a class ring were the kind of person who coveted jocks and cheerleaders. God. And they should put that, that on like one. the catalog, like when the yeah. the new like when they sh- they hand them out to all the kids, you know, in the last semester of of high school, there should be just on the cover of that for jocks, cheerleaders, and people who wish they were jocks and cheerleaders. The class <laughs> ring. Yeah. The they might sell ring. more that way. <laughs> um, you got designs yeah, it, above your station, get a class ring. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, it's very Flash Thompson then. I mean, he's, he would have one. Yeah. Sure, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I really like how he delivers his, his whatever. <laughs> he like, yeah. he underlines it with his hands yeah. and, and storms off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so great in this movie. Yeah, he's great. Manganiello. I gotta learn how to pronounce uh, his last name one of these days. Manganiello. Man, man, Joe, Joe Man- Manganiello. Man- Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of letters in there, anyway. but he's a treasure. And this is. I knew our, he I looked familiar. I knew he looked familiar. I was. I was like, who is that guy? I was like, oh, yeah. oh okay. He he grew up and skinnied up, and you know. Yeah, he looks so different with a beard. Uh, and oh yeah. I, I, Every time I bring him up, or even tangentially Spider-Man related, the the minute you identify him as himself, there, there are always people that are like, "Wait, that's you, the guy from Magic Mike in Magic Mike XXL, the dude who's mm-hmm. who's dating Sophia Sophia Vergara." That guy, I'm like, yeah, that's oh, I, I, that's the I know bully from, from True Spider-Man. Blood. Oh, True Blood, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The werewolf on that. I mm-hmm. I know him as Pee Wee Herman's best friend. Uh, that's right. <laughs> He's a good guy, old Joe. Yeah. Loves Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and this is he our does. farewell to him, I guess, in the, in the movie. Because I don't think we see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we'll oh. never see him again. And anything else? Well, what a farewell we get. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you imagine? Well, it's great. Joe, like, you're not yeah. in the movie anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go do some crunches. <laughs> I'm going to go do a Ow. lot of crunches. <laughs> like think of a number of the amount of crunches that you think I might do. I'm going to do like three times as many crunches. Yeah, that, that's all the crunches plus some. Yeah, I'm uh, going to do all the crunches. Yeah, I'm going to rewrite a new D and D campaign while I do it. It's going to be great. And then I'm going to play a werewolf and then a stripper. <laughs> and then and then everyone will love me. And it's true. It's, I mean. Yeah, you can see all the what, what, what a weird career trajectory <laughs> that guy took. <laughs> it's interesting that they had Harry watch this instead of Peter, like observe this scene, right? Right. Um, so, I mean, because it frees well, her up, it frees up MJ for the attentions of, right. of these guys or anyone the else. Love triangle. But, uh, well, because he's yeah, gonna yeah. he's gonna yeah. snipe her up. Yeah. Um, well, you exactly. Gotta fuel yeah. that love Set, setting it up, right? Right. And yeah. so and so you've got Norman distracting Peter and so Peter doesn't get to see it but Harry sees it and he uses it to his advantage. He swoops. Yeah. Uh, another good business yeah. decision on the part of the Osborns. Uh, <laughs> like, Divide oh, and conquer. Here's something oh, maybe maybe yeah. Norman's just a really good wingman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Dad, like, I'll distract him. You go get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like their father-son bon- bonding moment where like they they come up with these like grifts for like distracting right. like people norman so uh <laughs> norman got uh uh he paid for like a, a pi to like follow 
Flash Thompson around, found out that Flash right. Thompson was cheating on Mary Jane, <laughs> sent yeah. her pictures, and he yeah. knows that it's going to go down. So he's he like, all right. some evidence on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Or better yet, he put like a microphone in his class ring. Yes. Oh. He's just he's just ruined poor Flash Thompson's life. <laughs> it's his son, you know. Yeah. He's got to look out for his... world out there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Look out for number one and number two. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this has been Spider Man Minute. Whatever. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Good job. Thanks for doing it. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Are there any other thoughts specific to graduation that we wanted to, to touch on today? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do need to point out that uh, Midtown High is apparently Slytherin. Um, <laughs> <of their> colors. <laughs> I feel like that's important. That's my house. So that's that works for me. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was it? The Pottermore sorting officially gave that to you, or was it just like uh, I online? did? Yeah, yeah. No, he chose it. Oh, it was one of the online. I can't remember if it was Pottermore or one of the. There's a few of them, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was me. He put the hat on. Was, was like, that. please Slytherin, please Slytherin. No. <laughs> it's a very misunderstood house. Oh sure, not yeah. No. <laughs> you're not. You're not all evil. There's just a lot of evil not people evil. in it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just everyone who has been evil happens to have been in the house. It's yeah, like Congress. <laughs> your odds your odds are not good of being a good person yeah uh, but it's, totally it's not possible. a guarantee that you'll be bad <laughs> you've got to fight that much harder to be good yeah. right you're a better person i uh i got i got this this did the sorting on pottermore and then i was i was too nervous when they built in los angeles a harry potter world or whatever i was too nervous to like actually go get sorted there because i didn't want to like lose the results I'd gotten because I was placed in Gryffindor mm. and I was like, of course, that's the best. That's what you want. And I, I didn't want to like roll up in there and be like, no, you're actually a Hufflepuff, which I love Hufflepuffs. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But I didn't want to be was... one. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot about this podcast. The fact that we're both Gryffindors. Um, and George. You're I am George also a Gryffindor. You're all bullies. Yeah, you're all big bullies. We're just assertive. <laughs> We favor yeah. action over, you know, <laughs> thinking things through. Look at this. Exactly. <laughs> Look what we did so, today. Um, <laughs> these, uh, this movie needs to needs to chill out with the cross dissolves. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh, it's my uh, least favorite transition of any kind. Uh, I mean, granted, the cross dissolve between the explosion and the graduation caps worked because it was. It was a visual gag beyond just mm. the cross dissolve. Yeah. Um, mm. But just a straight cross dissolve of two people staring at each other <laughs> as we cross dissolve to an empty <laughs> house. Um, not my favorite less, thing. Less, yeah, less um, impactful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the ghostly image of Peter's blank stare over the doorway <laughs> as Peter himself enters through the doorway. This. We're done with the lines now, right? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you guys are going to have lots of fun with the various transitions that uh, Sam Raimi puts into not oh. just this one, but, you know, the uh, the other, the, the sequels as well. As, oh, yeah. As, oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot of fun to be had with those. He, he starts Why, to flex what's, those what's wrong? What's the point of having the toys if you don't play with them? Hmm? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think I would have preferred a star wipe. Uh, right <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the horizontal bars. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So Aunt May and and Peter are coming home now after graduation, and uh, that's where our minute ends. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, I've got. I've got some notes about um. Uh, this side of the apartment, which we we did see earlier, but it was in a much more somber moment, and I didn't want to bring elements up oh. about. <laughs> The house. Yeah, that would have been uh, yeah. in bad taste. Uncle Ben's yeah. dead. Funny story about that picture on the wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, we'll we'll bring that up. Uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, decor uh, tomorrow. Oh boy, decor uh, Wednesday. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and and tomorrow just in general is kind of a light minute, so we'll we'll probably yeah. talk to you guys about just Spider Man and stuff uh, tomorrow. So all right, should be fun. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So go go check out uh, George and Neil's show, uh, Mogwai Minute, talking about Gremlins. Are you guys uh, Are you guys going to eventually transition to Gremlins too? Eventually, eventually, Ooh. eventually. Yeah, That'd be fun. Very good. Yeah, we'll do well, it. But we're taking race, so we might as well. This first, yeah. That's what sealed it for Neil. It wasn't the you know carrying it on. It's like, well, I did play the Blu Ray, so why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. that, that checks out. There's a sort of sunk um, cost involved, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm looking uh, forward to that. All right. Very cool. Yeah, it's a very uh, different movie, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Very, yeah. very different movie. Same director. Uh, mm-hmm. Really <sighs> interesting. Um, the transition from Gremlins to Gremlins Two uh, is not dissimilar to the transition from Amazing Spider-Man to Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> The, a lot, the, a lot goes on. Just mm. like amping up the wackiness, like <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. So anyway, right, yeah. He has a lot of fun in in Gremlins too. Does yes. Joe Dante? I mean, yeah. I think that's that that's really what comes across. And well, it's uh, like a uh, ode to to Avery, uh, Ted Avery cartoons and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's also it was, a parody yeah, of it, himself, which is that's right. going to get really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the, the, it was also because the studio were just desperate for a sequel and he didn't really want to do it. But then he was like, OK, well, I'll do it because I don't want anyone else to do it. And sure. so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Let's, and let's yeah, get it weird. It gets done yeah. away. Yeah, let's, let's, get let's weird. do everything I want. <laughs> and I, I think there was no one, unlike when, you know, George Lucas had no one telling him no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Dante had no one telling him no, but it worked this time, I think. Yeah. And it all comes out pretty well. Well, I look forward to hearing you guys break that down. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, wait, wait, but, yeah, yeah. I, but I think I think also uh, people don't remember that movie as as well as perhaps uh, the first one. I yeah. mean, I think and in, in similarly to maybe some of the sequels in in this series. Yeah. Uh, unless you rewatch them again and you realize, like I did last night, I watched all all three of these last night and hadn't seen them for a long time. It's like, oh, actually, you know, these are much better than I actually remember. Sure, and I think when it's the same with Gremlins too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. completely. It's a, a very unique flick. Uh, well, yeah. tune in and find out in nice. about three years. Ah, we do the second brought one. Brought it home. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, with uh, more of George and Neil and and Spider Man. Uh, in the meantime, go check out uh, moviesbyminutes dot com. You can uh, you know go and see if there's a movie there from a movies by minute hosts that you might want to start following like Mogwai minute or um, you know if you haven't 
if for some reason you're one of those people who found us but haven't listened to any of the other ones before, um, you should definitely check out Star Wars Minute at the very least. Oh, uh, yeah. They're the guys that started oh, yeah. it all, and uh, they, they've been doing this the longest, and they're quite good at it. And you should go check out their show if you like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that, that website against moviesbyminutes.com, so both movies and minutes are pluralized. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, go check that out and, and see if there's another uh, podcast that you uh, might want to check out. And we will be back tomorrow with Minute 53. Bye, everybody. Bye. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs>